The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Jesus took Peter, John, and James and went up the mountain to pray. While he was praying, his face changed in appearance, and his clothing became dazzling white. And behold, two men were conversing with him, Moses and Elijah, who appeared in glory and spoke of his exodus that he was going to accomplish in Jerusalem. Peter and his companions had been overcome by sleep, but becoming fully awake, they saw his glory and the two men standing with him. As they were about to part from him, Peter said to Jesus, Master, it is good that we are here. Let us make three tents, one for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah. But he did not know what he was saying. While he was still speaking, a cloud came and cast a shadow over them, and they became frightened when they entered the cloud. Then from the cloud came a voice that said, This is my chosen son. Listen to him. After the voice had spoken, Jesus was found alone. They fell silent and did not at that time tell anyone what they had seen. The Gospel of the Lord. Every year at this second Sunday in Lent, we have an opportunity to reflect on this event of the Transfiguration. When Jesus took Peter and John and James up a mountain and then was transfigured before them, his face changed in appearance, his clothes became dazzling white. He appeared in glory before them. In glory. And glory is a word that we use often. We use it every week in the liturgy. During the season of Lent, we don't sing the Gloria, but we look forward to saying it at Easter. Glory to God in the highest and on earth peace to people of goodwill. And in a sense, glory in the gospel reading today, it has this meaning of revealing completely who Jesus is. Right? Revealing completely who he is. But it's something more than that. It's actually revealing this relationship that he has with the Father. That when he is glorified, the Father's love shines through him. The entire Trinity is present in that moment. The Holy Spirit that 
binds Jesus to the Father. So completely permeates his body that he changes in appearance. And for Peter and James and John, they start to realize in that moment that Jesus is something more or someone more than they thought he was. Even though Peter had already said to Jesus, you are the Christ, the Son of the living God. He comes to know that in a more complete way at the transfiguration. He sees it in a more complete way. And he's really struck with awe and wonder in that moment. So much so that he wants to stay in that moment. It's this moment of the transfiguration being awestruck by our Lord. That allows the disciples to remain faithful as they move forward. I can't help but to think that it's because our Lord was revealed to them in this way that their hope was not completely lost at the crucifixion. That they saw his glory. And each and every one of us also is called to be glorified. St. Paul in his letter to the Philippians says that Jesus will change our lowly body to conform with his glorified body. That the goal of the Christian life for us is also that the Holy Spirit would take over our lives so much that the light of Christ's love would shine through us to everybody that we meet. But St. Paul also uses the glory in a different way. He talks about those who conduct themselves as enemies of the cross. He says that their end is destruction and their God is their stomach. Their glory is in their shame. Their minds are occupied with earthly things. Their glory is in their shame. That for these enemies of the cross, the Holy Spirit does not shine through them. But rather, what is manifested is their shame. This sort of distance between what people see and what's actually on the inside. Whenever we're attached to sin, there's a tendency to hide, to try to show to the world what we want them to see, while interiorly we know that there's something else at work. That's what happens when we have shame. If we think about any time that we've ever been ashamed, 
It's always a moment that we try to hide from people. I remember when I was in graduate school, I wasn't doing anything overtly sinful, but maybe it was study hours and I was watching a movie and somebody would come by and knock on my door. And so I'd quickly shut down the movie and pull out some books and put them on my desk and open the door. Because I wanted them to see me as somebody who was very studious and not as somebody who was watching a movie. It's a simple example, but it is an example of shame. It's an example that I wasn't being who I meant was meant to be, and I was trying to make sure everybody thought that I was somebody different because I had an attachment to watching movies. Every sin operates like that in our life. When we want people to think that we're better than we know we are interiorly. Our glory is our shame. Another place that this happens so much in the lives of young people is social media. Social media is a place, really it's a shame factory. Because social media is a place where young people, they want to post to the world, this is who I am, and they know that it's not really who they are. And there's a gap between their real experience and the life they might portray on their Facebook profile or on Instagram or wherever it is. And it becomes a shame factor. It becomes the place that we look for affirmation in our lives as well. People post things on social media and then they sit around and wait and see how many people have liked my post. Why do we do that? Because we're looking for affirmation. And it becomes an obstacle because it is our Lord who wants to affirm who you are. It's our Lord who wants to say, you are my chosen son or you are my chosen daughter. That is the experience that leads to true glory, true holiness. It is the invitation that our Lord is offering to us during this Lenten season that we might encounter the love of Christ in such a way that the Holy Spirit does transform our hearts that the Holy Spirit does take those parts of our life that we don't want anybody to know about and transform them and heal them. And then allow His light to radiate to the world around us. That's the meaning of our Lenten sacrifices. Our Lenten sacrifices are about I'm going to say no to all of these other things in the world where I seek affirmation or comfort so that I truly might come to seek that affirmation and that comfort from Christ who has offered it to me from the cross.
who offers it to me when I receive him in the Eucharist, who offers it to me when I go to the sacrament of reconciliation. We say no to those worldly things in order to say yes to Jesus. In order to fill the space in our hearts with Jesus. And these are simple spiritual practices. They're just simple things that we can do to remind us of who we are. To remind us that our lowly bodies will become but like his glorified body. And so if somebody has the habit of whenever they feel sad or rejected, they eat brownies. They might say, I'm not going to eat brownies. I'm going to turn to our Lord and ask him to answer the desires of my heart. I'm not going to come home at night and watch television. I'm going to come home at night and encounter our Lord because he is truly my refuge. I'm going to detach from my phone because if I just spent as much time looking at the face of our Lord as I do looking at this screen, my life would be completely transformed. And I would know who I was. Our Lord wants all of us to see his face. This Lenten season, we're called to have this experience of transfiguration in our own lives. That we might encounter God in a more profound way. Like Peter, James, and John, who climbed the mountain with Jesus, were caught up in awe at seeing our Lord's glory and then immediately asked to listen to him. We pray for the grace to listen to him, to make this space in our life to listen to him, so that he can communicate his love, his grace, his mercy, his Holy Spirit to us. And in turn, we become a light that shines in the darkness around us. And so today, let us pray that as we continue this Lenten journey, it truly will be for us a time of transformation, a time of intimacy with our Lord, a time in which we say no to the things of the world, in order to more completely say yes to the gifts that Christ is offering us. That we may be a light that shines and draws back to our Lord all of those around us 